Get your hands dirty with the Gardening Gang. Saturday mornings at 8 on Coast FM 963. The Gardening Gang right here at Coast FM 963 with Sherilyn and Pete today. Sherilyn, what a rainy night we had. Oh, and a <laughs> windy night. How was it at Saratoga? It was very windy. It was very wet. Still is, I think. Mm, yeah, it was, I tell you what, it was a very precarious drive down here on the M1. So if you're out there, take care. It was scary coming down there. Pouring with rain, well, a lot of water on the Lake road Manmora for me. Lake is known for its scary weather. It really is. It's just <laughs> one of those scary faces. Now, today you've chosen the topic of a, of a beautiful uh, idea today. I thought first uh, big show of the year. Mm-hmm. And it's all about fragrant gardens. Now, please tell me you're not going to just talk about lavender. No, no, I'm not, Pete. Not at all. There are so many plants and flowers. In fact, let's not just talk about the flowers, but also there's lots of these plants that their leaves smell absolutely beautiful. The foliage is gorgeous to have in the garden as well. So we often, when we're designing a garden, thinking about it, it's we think about obviously our trees and our shrubs and our hedges and also veggie gardens. I love people who do veggie gardening and herb gardening. But what about the fragrance? That's a whole another layer to the garden and one that we should be focusing a bit more on. We're going to get a couple of experts to talk about the fragrant gardens in their life mm-hmm. and uh, a whole bunch of stuff. But uh, answer this question for me. I am a man of science. You see, I did very well in science at the in my high school tests. Okay. And found, in fact, I found the report the other day. It said, Pete, a brilliant scientist. <laughs> Liar. Okay. And I'm just interested about the science of um, flowers and uh, plants, Sharon. Mm. Uh, you'd know because you've got a degree in whatever. <laughs> so plants and flower fragrances come from where? Okay. So the fragrance is very important in the uh, world of botany, mostly for pollination. So it's to attract the pollinators. So as well as having beautiful, oh. bright flowers that say, come hither, come and pollinate me, fragrance also guides a lot of these pollinators. Now, we think of bees as our main pollinators, but there's also moths. They're flying around at night. They, they probably can't see these these flowers and plants, so they, they rely on scent. But also small bats or even bigger bats. Birds help pollinate as well. The, and the smell attracts these pollinators, not just to go, oh, come here and pollinate me, but also I've got some nice sweet nectar sitting in here, so you can come and eat that. And the plant's like, oh, while you're doing that, you can pollinate me. So that's like where it comes date, from. like a doesn't it? You know? <laughs> <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. Modern day science also says that a lot of these aromatic particles also help plants communicate with each other so that they know that when there's other plants around, maybe they need to throw some more seeds out and uh, compete a little bit more or maybe hold some of those seeds back as well. There's some fascinating work being done. A fellow called Michael Pollan, that really is his last name, he's an American writer. Yeah, it really is. he's, He's a big name. Google him or look for any of his books. One of his books, The Botany of Desire, also a PBS special that you can watch on YouTube for free, is fascinating. And it is. It's all about how plants make themselves more desirable to each other and to us as well. And scent is one of those ways they do it. Well, Sherilyn, you've uh, always presented yourself here at Coast FM with a very nice scent. (laughs) 
Who are you trying to attract? I don't know. <laughs> well, tell me now, we won't go any further there. But no. what about uh, your particular scent? Is that a floral based or a wood based? Or, uh, uh, I do like floral scents. Yes, That's I what I do. Might. Yeah, I do. I like so the flowers. So just help, me, help us out here. For those who'd like to send you a gift one day, what is your favourite scent? My, oh, look, honestly, I actually do like... All uh, those admirers out there. <laughs> I like us. things that's uh, rose-scented. I love Lancome's new rose-scented uh, perfume. That's what I've got on today, actually. Oh, there you Pizza go, Pizza Newbie, a Christmas <laughs> present. Coach <laughs> them then with the gardening gang this morning. Thanks to Alan Graham's caravans and Doormaster Security Doors. Put that tambourine down. <laughs> At home with the gardening gang. Coast FM 963. Very uh, keen to hear that one there by Dolly Carmel at uh, East Gosford. With Jolene at Coast FM, this is the Gardening Gang with Pete Little and Sherlyn Darcy this morning. And it's 19 minutes after 8 o'clock. We're talking about things like fragrant gardens today, the aromatherapy of flowers, absolutely mm. magnificent. So, Sherilyn, what plants are we going to grow here on the Central Coast? Well, there's lots of plants we can do. The one that's just finished flowering now is gardenia. I've got a couple of bushes and I've noticed that so does Maccas are down there, down the road here in Gosford as the well. Ones. Yeah, they do. They've got a whole hedge of them. They're very popular as a hedging plant. Smell divine as well. Grow very, very easily on the coast. I would suggest Gardenia uh, Floriad. That is, oh, sorry, Florida. That's the one. It is really hardy, grows very well here. Let's not forget Jasmine. Jasmine grows beautiful. Standard old bog standard Jasmine and also star Jasmine, Chinese star Jasmine. Grows a little slower here on the coast, but still a highly fragrant plant. Beautiful, a nice soft climber as well. Now, hyacinths, oh, it's a little bit hot and muggy here on the coast, but you can grow them inside in those little bulb jars. So do you remember the smell of hyacinths? It's a very old-fashioned smell. Maybe maybe your grandmother might have had a bit of powder, talcum powder that was uh, hyacinth. I get aroma. spoiled by that uh, British lady's name, hyacinth. Oh, hyacinth. I go, Mrs. Oh Mrs. Bouquet. Yes. Bouquet, that's right. Yes. That's it. <laughs> Mrs. Um, Bouquet is awesome, isn't it? Uh, frangipanis, <laughs> not, let's not forget frangipanis. How beautiful do they smell? I love a frangipani. And we've we've got a frangipani tree out here in the front of Coast FM. They grow really well here on the coast. Roses grow well. Mock oranges making a beautiful hedge. They do so well. Really, really, really versatile. I love those ones, especially if you get odoratus, which is a highly fragrant flower. Takes a few years for the flowers to come in, but when they do, oh my gosh, they're beautiful. And um, well, I've said a marea as well, which is your mock orange. That's one for you as well. They're just a few. There's just so many. And think about all the the beautiful smelling herbs. Let, let's not forget those things like rose. Rosemary, thyme, sage. You can play the song if you want, Pete. No, don't, don't. I don't really like that song. <laughs> but I love a rosemary hedge. It smells beautiful when you brush past it. And I think like next to a front door or along a front sort of passageway, beautiful. You brush past it, you smell like rosemary. Well, this is the day to probably think about uh, the plants of uh, nature, Sherilyn, mm. because wet old day to day, not much to do. You could go through all those books and all those literature that literature. you uh, talk about. Yes. Pop down to your local nursery and get some advice as well. 
about those plants. Oh, they know. With a lovely, lovely smell. Lovely fragrant. Make the yourself fragrance. a fragrant That's right. garden. Not the odour, it's the <laughs> fragrance. Classic hits, part of our gardening gang every Saturday morning. Coast FM, Pete Little and Cheryl and Darcy, it is the gardening gang. We're talking about fragrant plants today. We are. Uh, fragrant gardens. Lovely stuff. Uh, is it? Plants or gardens? It's oh, the plants okay. in the gardens, yes. Yeah, a very fragrant uh, person is joining us now. Victoria White from Twin Bay is a bit of a notable grower, a bit of an authority on these uh, uh, these lovely plants, the, the, the lovely smelling ones. Yes. You know, morning, Victoria. Good morning. Now, How are you both? Well, we're very fragrant. <laughs> very fragrant. Cheryl in particular. Well, in particular, yes. And we've been talking about all these lovely fragrant plants, but we were wondering about... Sounds like the plants are getting up and running away there it's in Victoria. It's windy out there today. It's windy. <laughs> it is. A bit windy. It's very windy out here. Um, bay. Well, Victoria, we hear that you're a bit of an expert when it comes to fragrant Australian natives. Could you suggest a few for our Central Coast gardeners, please? I'd love to suggest a few fragrant natives, and I'm going to start with the most popular one, which is lemon myrtle. Yes. Ah. A classic. That's a good one. Easy to grow. White flowers. Mm. Very easy to grow. Mm -hmm. And makes a wonderful lemon myrtle tea, or just crushing the leaves up, it's addictive to smell. That's it. The lemon myrtle tea. Mm, Lovely. Weren't they used once for uh, something superstitious? I'm trying to remember where I heard the name before. Was it to to ward off evils or something? Where have you been? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I'm just wondering, where on earth have you been? Maybe Granny told me. Keep the the devil away. Maybe it's the snuggle pot. Maybe front door, Pete. I can have the same effect. (laughs) (laughs) All right, moving along. Another one, Victoria. Boronia, heaven sent Boronias. Yes. They are just absolutely sweet foliage and flowers and they mm. smell amazing. There's a reason why they used They're to be the scent stuff. of uh, toilet sprays everywhere in the 1970s. Is right? Oh, very popular. So, yeah. Boronia. Oh, just to put a dampening on the fragrance there. Sorry. <laughs> uh, no, I do love Boronia. Yeah, very, very highly fragrant. Beautiful flower. Not, so not used today so much in the toilet spray toileting industry. industry at all. In the, no, uh, I don't know. We're going to go with the citrus aromas of the lemon myrtle now. Yeah, that's the right. toilet. Moved along. Oh, that'll Moved ward along. off your evils too. Okay. Oh, yes, a lot of... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to go there. Okay, well, we've got uh, lemon myrtle, we've got baronia. Mm. Uh, what and might... I'm not sure if every... Sorry to cut you off. <laughs> She's blown. Where have you fallen over there? It's the lemon myrtle. She's drinking the tea. <laughs> I was. I thought I was talking over the top of you. Okay, no, go ahead and and very yes. thoughtful. Carry on, Victoria. So I'm not sure if many people are aware, but there is a native frangipani, and the native frangipani has beautiful, striking, glossy foliage, and also comes with fragrant flowers. Oh, that's nice. If you want it, look, honestly, if you want native plants, a native frangipani would be it. They're beautiful. They don't look exactly like beautiful. a frangipani. They look a bit different. don't ward off evil spirits either. <laughs> <laughs> How do you know? You're stuck <laughs> on the evil spirits today. He is. I don't know. But, uh, well, I know it's one of these plants in our arsenal, shall we say, uh, that uh, is responsible for that uh, warding off. We'll find it. Nevertheless, we'll Maybe keep it's the next one. exploring here. Yep. Okay. Mm. Something more there, Victoria? 
Oh, yeah, something that the bees are going to be very excited to hear. Mm-hmm. The leptospermum tea tree, the lemon-scented version. They oh. love that and they make a beautiful honey out of it. But if you're not a honey bee, you're still going to love it anyway because it's got beautiful fragrant citrus scented foliage it does and you know i'm gonna i'm gonna jump in here because it doesn't ward off evil it wards off mosquitoes <laughs> pete it oh, does they're evil well look they're great suggestions for jesus oh that wind has <laughs> got wild wind? whoa your wind has got wild your wind is yeah. wild okay i just have a couple of other little oh things okay sorry last couple for us I just wanted to say a little known fact that the xanthorea or grass trees, mm. they actually, when they're in flower, they have a really sweet scent and the resin excreted by the grass tree after a bushfire, you can actually burn that as an incense. What? And the Indigenous people of Australia used to use that as Pete will love this, an aphrodisiac. You'll <laughs> 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 be out there looking at the grass trees Oh, now. you're an evil spirit. You really are. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm imagining a grass tree now, what it looks like. I, I don't think Pete knows what it looks like, but I can see why now. Those uh, listening in will know exactly what a grass It's got the big black thing. Are you talking about those black boy things? Yes, yes. You don't have to say that anymore, Pete. Oh, you can't call No, you, you can't, can't call them call that. Well, I've just had them. Well, you can't. <laughs> you can't call them that. They're called, no, I remember my scoutbook had those very, very delicately uh, positioned as a uh, valuable piece of Australiana. They, they are. Well, the, but... resin that, the resin that they secrete is actually also known as dragon's blood. Oh, okay. Not, not the dragon's blood that you get abroad, but here in Australia, that Australian is known as Australian dragon's, dragon's blood. Huh, yeah. there you go. Oh, she's got one more. Hang on. <laughs> she's full of them today. For the orchid lovers out there, because I know that there are a lot of orchid lovers, you mm. can't go past the dendrobians, the little native rock orchids. They have the sweetest little scent. Oh. Beautiful, beautiful. That's, the, you can just fill your whole garden with with that selection, Victoria. That's fantastic. We can fill a whole yeah. radio show. <laughs> just with we, are. We'll be, we'll we are. We are supporting off evil spirits all over the place in no time. <laughs> well, you're having fun rantan as, as time well as, as well. being politically incorrect as well. No mention of Paul Black things. <laughs> no, no. That's it. Grass trees, beat. Xanthoreas. Well, thank you, Victoria. It's nice to catch up with uh, you. I guess uh, being a uh, wind noise may be coming off the Crackneck Point. Uh, a bit of wind around there, Crackneck Point, but thank you to Victoria White. Yes, thank you. That's a great selection of fragrant native Australian plants that you could put in your garden. Thanks, Victoria. Thanks, guys. And this is The Gardening Gang with Pete and Sherlin. Sam963, this is The Gardening Gang with Pete Little and Sherlin Darcy. Very first one for the brand new year as well, Sherlin. Mm. I promise I'll behave okay. this year. Oh, no, I won't. I'll be as naughty as ever. What about you. yourself? What uh, promises have you got uh, about the Gardening Gang this year? Um, I'm going to plant more veggies. That's it, as always. Is that right? Yes. I Share some with me. Veggies. I will. Bring a few sprouts in occasionally. Mm, carrot here and there. Carrot here and Get there. Get your moisture meter ready. Okay, I've got the moisture meter ready <laughs> and I've got no other knowledge about the fact that the wet uh, soil is wet at the yeah, moment. Yeah, it is wet. <laughs> now, this is the gang. <laughs> We're sponsored by uh, some very brave sponsors too. Helen Graham's <laughs> Caravans and RVs at Wyoming and also Doormaster Security Doors and Windows at beautiful Berkeley Vale.
Lift FM, Pete Little and Sherilyn Darcy. It is the Garden Gang, all new for 2023. And talking about all new, I believe that MC Microbe has been on the radio with us for a couple of years. Yeah. We've, re, uh, we've re-evaluated his role mm. and he's very keen to do a thing called the Gardening Goss of the Week. Whoa. So MC's joining us each week with the Gardening Goss. How Yay. about that? A little bit of gossip, a bit of news about what's happening, trends that are occurring. Good morning to you, mate. Good morning, MC. Good morning, gang. Happy New Year to you both. It's great to be back for another year with the Gardening Goss. And there are some new trends happening for the uh, for 2023. Or predictions of trends, well, Pete. Well, trends Hang indeed. <laughs> Have you been keeping up with those, MC? Yeah, look, I don't mind falling down a rabbit hole every now and again, hearing what people have to say about the future. But when it comes to gardening, of course, we've all heard and seen with our own two eyes uh, how houseplants are taking over the world. Yeah. Um, I don't think you can even open a, a bathroom door these days without knocking over a plant <laughs> that's uh, placed down in front Very of popular. We love colour, right? We mm. love things that flower. I do. Well, well there's um, a, a popular plant that's probably going to become more popular, called an orchid. All varieties oh. and array of orchids are available, and they are easy to look after. Mm. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, Sherilyn, but I think that they you don't have to water them too much either, right? Uh, it just depends what it is. But, yeah, they the people sort of think that they're a bit difficult. They're actually quite easy once you know yeah. how. They, they are. We've got lots of orchid societies. They'd be all excited today. So the orchid is a big trend for houseplants for 2023. I love hearing uh, that. And see, we've just received here on the email an invitation for you to join the Central Coast Orchid Society. <laughs> you uh, you're ready oh, to uh, take it on? Hey? That must be old gossip because I accepted that last week. Yeah, <laughs> the other, the other yeah. predictions to do with lawns and MC. It might be time to sell your shares in Victor because they may not be needed. Well, I don't know who Victor is, or I don't know who you think you're talking to. But, oh, uh, oh Vic, I think right. have you heard of Victor Mowers? No, I think I, I haven't heard. I know a few Victors, but not that one. Oh, no. That's because he's young, but we're feeling old now. Victor Lawnmowers have been around a part of the Australian They're culture Australian. for 75 years. And, uh, well, of course, you're only a young man. He's a whipper. I was going to say he's, he's a, a whippersnapper. He's a whippersnipper. <laughs> He's yeah, not a yeah. whipper snapper. He's yeah, a whipper snapper. It's probably he knows the Aldi lawnmower. That's what it is. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, the, yeah. the situation is, is it's, a, it's a lawnmower, right? Yeah. I've been Australian lawnmower for years, and and the trend apparently is um, uh, something to do with uh, the lawns are going to get a lot more more compact. Now, yeah, what, look, what are your thoughts on that? Look, anyone who's uh, Victor. A lawnmower shop is going to know. It's going to know how hard it is to get a customer in the first place. But All right. Just be shake, they'll be shaking in their boots if once they hear this, because uh, apparently everyone's going to be messing up their lawns. You know, um, less to mow. Right. Uh, and more to grow. <laughs> more to grow. Well, it must be Thank more you. to grow. Less victors. <laughs> so, what are people doing instead of lawns? I guess that comes down to yeah. What, what are they? What are they doing? It's everything up their lawn. Mm. It's not just out of uh, frustration, surely. Putting a I mean, pool no in, maybe. It, but anyway. <laughs> no. Maybe a nice little plunge pool. pool. Yes. Hopefully, well, I, I like to think that hopefully they're, they're planting something uh, in the ground that's more uh, beneficial to them. They can, they can feed from a bit more. 
Ah, um, and a guy. Well, are you suggesting there's less exercise in swimming <laughs> than there is <laughs> there's in a lot in rowing? <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot in gardening, Pete. She get into it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm talking about a workout for that big muscle in between your ears. Well, <laughs> well the trends that are coming our way this year are certainly very exciting, MC. Mm. And we we look forward to getting your feedback and your uh, yeah, keeping your eye on the uh, the gardening trends because the gardening yes. goss is what we're going to hear from you every week. And yeah, all to the hear. news. Yeah, That's it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing all the gardening news every week and the goss. Give, give us the dirt, MC. Well, I'm looking forward to, to delivering the, the latest and uh, soil. In, in terms of the, the soil and the gossip that happens in the garden to you each week. Uh, well, uh, MC uh, Microbes, thanks for joining us today. Uh, look after your microbes and we'll catch you next week with more from yeah. our MC in the gardening goss on Coast FM's Gardening Gang. Thanks, MC. Thanks, gang. Twain here at Coast FM. Up, up, up with Pete Little and Sherilyn Darcy here this morning with the Gardening Gang. And now time to introduce to the microphone the beautiful Vicky. What's hot, Vicky from Narara Valley Nursery. Good morning, Vicky. Good morning, Vicky. Good morning, gang. How What's are you all today? Vicky? Oh, we're very well. We're, we're not suggesting we're hot at all, but we're sort of up, up, up there with what, Shania Twain. What, what has happened to summer? What does Coast FM say well, about what's uh, happened to summer? it's going to be coming back on Sunday, indicating oh, here we've got better <laughs> weather tomorrow and uh, beautiful sunshine, blue skies Monday at this stage of the forecast. So there you go. Oh, that's good. Now, what is hot around the nursery world at the moment, Vic? Well, it was very hard this week because nobody's posting, but here is what I did find. Forest's Beach Garden Centre have beautiful, colourful hanging baskets, including calibracoas and petunias. Noraville Green at Tookley have some discounted pots and plants up to 30% off. And YE Nursery are brimming with roses is all your favourites, including Delbard, David Austin roses, old-fashioned climbing roses and perfumed hybrid teas. Because I think that that's all I could get. It's the end of the year, or the beginning of the year actually now, but all of the supplies have stopped delivering, so I'm guessing there's not much new stuff coming in. Oh, I understand. <laughs> yes, it yeah. was on a holiday, understandably so. What yeah. about uh, the, uh, the offerings at uh, Narara Valley Nursery? What's uh, kind of hot there at the moment? Hot in our garden centre is definitely the beautiful, wonderful, tropical and colourful hibiscus. And we have 21 varieties in store and I was just, to be funny, going to rattle off all 21. (laughs) I'll spare everybody. Some of the the varieties do include Moonshot, Moondrop, Expo, Tiny Tina, Apple Blossom and Lollipops, but there are loads more. Well, that's a good start. You know, you've got three about uh, those. <laughs> 21 to, and 17 to go. Now, Vic, what's not, uh, not uh, so hot around the industry at the moment? What's what's what's, what's really irking you at the moment in the uh, Caterpillars. Ah. Unless that? they're caterpillars. the edible kind, then you can just oh, pick them off and eat them straight off the tree. What? Which caterpillars <laughs> do you eat? I'm not, I've never eaten a caterpillar. Have you, Pete? No, I'm just kidding. Don't do that. I don't, I don't recommend. Poisonous, I think. <laughs> but the caterpillars are out and about in droves. But before you start treating them, get out your Google and try and have a little, you know, curiosity around what they might be because some of them aren't that bad. But if you're finding that they're decimating your plants, try Nature's Way Dipel. 
It's a product based on naturally derived bacteria and it will only affect caterpillars and none of the good bugs out there. Mm. Our friends at East Gosford Community Garden told us that they used that to great effect actually last year. So good one. Yeah, it is a good one. So caterpillars are our enemy, are they? There mm. you go. They can be, but there's some good ones out there okay. too. So, yeah. And now, there's some good bug ID apps you can get on your phone now. Yeah, okay. we do that. Uh, what about the um, your favourite? I've been doing some research today because we're talking about the uh, fragrant garden. I've been doing some research. I've found out that Sherwin likes rose as a perfume. What about your fave perfume, Vicky? It's uh, hot for I you. I really can't go past your lemon myrtles and your lemon verbenas. I love that. It's yeah, like lemon sherbet lolly smell. Okay. Oh, okay. Do they right. ward off the evil spirits? I'm just trying to think that that's the one that uh, we were referring to earlier with another one of our callers. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> they possibly uh, might. They okay. possibly might. <laughs> now, we've got the uh, fantastic for 2023, the fantastic, exciting game, which is the uh, fact or fib. Mm. Now, Sherilyn, what's the topic today? Got the board up here. So I'm uh, going for a win this year, so making sure, because I think there was some cheating on the board last year. There was some rubbing out and rejigging things. Not us. No, I'm, I'm going to get our station manager Sherilyn to adjudicate. versus the world. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Coasties play along at home. Is it a botanical fact or is it a fib? We've been talking about fragrant plants and perfumes today, so let's stay on topic. Castles, old castles, they're smelly places, aren't they? Well, ask Prince Harry. (laughs) (laughs) Dear, oh dear. Okay, so potpourri is a beautiful blend of flowers and plants that people put in in their houses. I like a nice potpourri, a bit old-fashioned, but, you know, coming back in style. But did you know that King Henry VIII was actually one of the originators of potpourri? Because he had six wives and he liked things to smell very nice in his boudoir and sometimes some of these girls, you know, they got a bit smelly around the castles and, and he didn't like the smell of he food. He got smelly himself. He got smelly himself, so he got, he got his courtiers to invent, he, he came up with the sort of, he didn't quite come up with the idea, he said, how can I get rid of this smell? So some of his courtiers came up with this idea of getting all these plants and putting them in bowls around the castle to make it smell better. So actually he kind of was the inventor of pot puree and uh, this was in the 16th century. Is that a fact or is it a fib? Well I know he was a smelly yeah. man Vic, I'm sure he had he had all sorts of skin diseases that gave off awful stench oh, and no, there that's were some flowers involved in his life, um, you know a little bit of petunia here and there. I'm mm-hmm. going to go for a truth on this one, I'm going to say that's a fair income fact. What do you reckon Vic? Yeah uh, it does sound true but I might just go against the grain and say false. Okay, madam. Victoria's right. Potpourri is a French word. <laughs> <laughs> well, that used to be and, called uh, potpourri in our potpourri, house. Potpourri, yeah, potpourri, or potpourri, yeah, pronounced that way as well. It actually means putrid bowl because putrid means <laughs> like a high-smelling <laughs> thing and it came about in the 12th century for smelly castles in France. <laughs> well, right, uh, yeah, not a great start uh, to my down. year. No, Pete, uh, zero <laughs> well done. One point two. That's only early in the year. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you, What's Hot. Good to see thank you. Thank you. Have and a we'll good talk day. To you next Bye, week. Vicky.
here at Bye. Coast FM. Classic hits at Coast FM with the gardening gang this morning. There's the Cowsills and Indian Lake. Quarter past nine with Pete and Cheryl on this wet old Saturday. Although over the weekend we'll see uh, much uh, improved conditions. Uh, by Monday, sunshine, blue skies on the central coast. Yippee! Yay. Now we're talking about uh, the um, the fragrance uh, of the garden, uh, various flowers that produce lovely flowers or lovely smells and all that kind of thing, which gives us thought about perfumes. Now, the origins of perfumes were explained to me by a young lady, friend of my um, my daughter, mm-hmm. who is now undertaking some training in retailing of perfumes. And she explained to me that there are four basic elements of um, or areas that the smells come from yes. that go into perfumes. Now, one of them is uh, floral. Any True. idea what the others are? Yes, Pete, I do. Well, your florals are any of the... You cut flowers, things like that. So, um, But the other ones are oriental notes. And that's things oh. like amber, oriental resins, coming into sort of the sweeter to sort of spicier notes as well, like some of the orange blossoms can creep in there, and definitely sandalwood and um, patchouli as well, not potpourri, but patchouli. Then we're looking at woody notes. They're the dry woods and the leather scents, oak mosses, and Very again. Very blokey, the uh, woody yeah, ones. Yeah, yeah, and mm. also... Uh, uh, um, interesting enough, lavender is also noted down as a woody note oh, as really? well. Which, okay. if you think, it's quite herby I never wear smelling. lavender, Sheila. Well, you probably no. I don't. I don't think I'll go there. Do you know what you probably do? It's probably <laughs> it's probably an element. It's probably a part of a fragrance. Oh, okay. A lot of these things are made up of more than one scent. They're made up of lots of them. And then the last one is fresh notes. So that's your citruses, aquatic notes as well, and green notes like all your grasses and things like that. And coming into Lots of the fruits as as well, so it's lovely. Um, like some of the berries like as well. Pear. Yeah, pear. There you go. That's one strawberries. Oh, that's nice and fruity, isn't it? So yeah, they're the four things you can pretty much divide all your perfumes up into your fragrances. And you can grow them all at home. You can. You? you can make your How about own. That? You make can. your own perf. Absolutely. <laughs> be the next Dior. Yes, you could be. What is the most expensive perfume round? Well, not so much oh. those elements that are like hundreds of thousands of dollars that maybe only the wealthy, the wild and wealthy can wear. What would be your fave expensive one, Sherilyn? Oh, I'm a bit... I, do I know like you don't go to Coles <laughs> anymore to buy your perfume. Uh, no, I don't. I, I, I do. Perfumery. All right, I do. I do. <laughs> I'm a sucker for hypnotic poison. It, it, and it has gone up a lot in in price, a lot in price. And it's just like... <gighs> but there's uh, some Would of these be, perfumes... Uh, $300 a little bottle? Why it's coming up to about that, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. expensive. I, I don't have any, so... <laughs> I used to, but a lot of these fragrances have skyrocketed in price because a couple of years ago, the over in the in, over in Europe, they banned a lot of the fragrances or a lot of the elements in these fragrances, and some of them were natural elements as well. But they've just come in and said, oh, they could cause cancer or allergies in people, so they've taken them out. And because they've had to put other things in there, it's made them more expensive. Or that's what they say. Well, it wasn't COVID. <laughs> Wasn't COVID? No, no, not at all. We're talking fragrances today on the gang, and here's oh, here's one that may 
Yes. <laughs> With the gardening gang, time for pet vet Tanya. Hello, Tanya. Hello. Happy New Year. Yeah, Happy New Year to you too. Well, starting off a new year because we all know you're the cat lover and I don't know much about them. I've got a bunch of cat myths here that I'm hoping you'll be able to shed some light on. Oh, okay. Let's go. So the first one, big one, all cats hate water. True or false? Oh, you know, a contrary popular belief, this is actually false. Some oh. cats love water. Wow. And it can also be a breed thing. Some, mm-hmm. some breeds just love water. You know, if you Google cats swimming in the bathtub or something oh. like that, you, you will see <laughs> cats that jump in the bathtub. They're born to like it. All right, you've given me something to do this afternoon now. If I get some time, I'm going to start Googling a TikTok cat swinging bath videos, I think, so I can see. And the next one, this is one I kind of believe. Cats are unloving. If you want a loving pet, get a dog. True or false? Oh, you know what I'm going to say. Absolutely false. Absolutely false. Is your cat a cuddly cat? Of course he is. He is the biggest snuggle bug on the planet. I think it comes from growing up, a lot of people, perhaps in my grandparents' day, cats were kept as outdoor pets. They weren't nurtured the way they are today. When they're outdoor pets, they can be quite independent. But Mm. if you keep a cat as an indoor pet, they can be very affectionate, particularly the males. Females can be very aloof, very independent. I cuddle him like a teddy bear all night. (laughs) I hope he's nice and fluffy. Tanya, do you find that also in dogs, that male dogs are more affectionate in general than female ones? Not necessarily. It's sort of a little bit more general. And I think with dogs, it's about more so about how they're brought up. Okay, the next one, Tanya. Cats can see in complete darkness. True or false? False. They actually can't see very well in darkness. Well, oh, actually, really? They can't, see ve- they can't see very far in complete darkness. This perception that cats have got this fantastic eyesight. All right, I'm going to round it out. Cats have nine lives. True or false? Oh, false. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> thinks this is true. Um, cats yep. are very tough, I will say that. Uh-huh. This is from my experience in the hospital. They are certainly very tough. However, when they're sick, they're very sick. I think the reason people think cats have nine lives is because show symptoms that they're sick unless they're very sick. Oh, okay. um, and But that actually goes for a lot of animals. So mm. much tougher than we are. Their pain threshold is so much higher. And cats are very agile. So, yes, they can jump off things and often not hurt themselves. Thank you so much, Tanya. You've really wrapped it up there with uh, cat myths. I think next month we might do dog myths or maybe even oh. goldfish myths or general <laughs> animal myths, something that Pete will love yes. to do dive into as well. Thank you so much for being with us today, Tanya. Look forward to you joining us next week. Fantastic. All right. Thanks so much. You're listening to Coast FM and you're at home with the gardening gang. Coast FM, Pete Little and Sherilyn Darcy. It is the gardening gang for the, uh, well, for the first Saturday of the year. And Lachlan joins us today from his car, apparently. Is that right, mate? You're in the uh, in the auto at the moment with yeah, the hands-free that's right. going? that's right, Pete. Yeah, out and about. <laughs> now, a lot of talk about um, developments on the, uh, the hinterland area of the Central Coast, the mountain regions. Have we run out of development land on the flat, mate? What's happening up on the mountains? Oh, well, mate, I, I think uh, that's uh, surely got to be one of the next hidden gems of the coast, that area, really, because 
we're one of those sort of few regions where we actually haven't developed over the other side of the motorway like that. Well, the story I picked up was uh, Singo's planning further developments at his property at uh, Mount White. What's attractive there? Well, I mean, I think that, that's a that's a bold claim, I suppose, isn't it, Pete? But um, <laughs> it's uh, it's certainly got a lot of appeal because it's just really close to the northern suburbs of Sydney. So I, I think, you know, places like the mountain districts have always been quite popular with farmers markets, those sorts of things, great events on up there. Um, I think they've got great potential to really go further with that and, and you know, create a, a great sort of hinterland atmosphere, you know, all along that stretch. Um, Mount White would just be, I suppose, the first port of call out of Sydney oh, and, you know, point. obviously yeah. it, it extends all the way up to, 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 you know, northern central coast on the other side of the motorway. Now, Mount White years ago, my recollection many, many years ago, there was it was earmarked as an area for further residential development, but, like, I don't think there's anywhere in the council plans to take the residential development any further than perhaps uh, carry on in those parts, unless you've heard other, other uh, news? No, certainly not at this stage. But, again, I wouldn't be surprised that some areas over the other side of the motorway do, you know, get further developed in the future. It seems to be a, a logical progression. Um, but I think there's great value in keeping them, uh, you know, as those sort of semi-rural areas and they have their own uh, appeal for, for that reason. Well, the, the rural dwellers, of course, they'd be, uh, they'd be horrified to think that <laughs> any of their areas are going to be turned into suburban blocks. So I think at this, uh, at this stage of the year, we haven't really anything to announce in terms of firm developments, but uh, it could well be pie in the sky from certain uh, from certain observers there. But uh, you've got. Oh, the... I, I think I think so, Pete. I think that's a, a real long term thing. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe uh, you know decades from now, as opposed to uh, you know in the next few years. That's for sure. <laughs> that's right. Well, just thinking about where the. Uh, where, the, where the, the new parts of the coast are to uh, to develop property to live in or to invest in, uh, it might not be the uh, hinterland at this stage. Well, I think, you know, if you've got a real forward-thinking uh, sort of mindset around your investment, um, <laughs> and, you know, honestly, the, you know, there could be some great opportunities there if you've got that sort of 20-, 30-year plan of, of, you know, thinking that maybe in the future once more and more of the central coast is completely developed, that those areas will... Um, uh, you know, open up for rezoning and things like that. It's certainly not out of the question. And who's who's to know if there's going to be a, a, a fast rail going through Mount White one day? Who's to know that? Well, we'll leave, we'll leave the speculation uh, to that up to the people, Pete. Yes, I think okay. uh, you know, it'd be let's say it'd be it'd be great if we ever get something like that. But um, yeah, I, I won't hold my breath. Okay, Lachlan, well done. Thank you for that. We'll keep in contact throughout the year to see what developments are occurring here on our sunny and beautiful Central Coast. And thanks for your time this morning, my friend. Thank you, Pete. Cheers. Lachlan McDonald joins us every week, Sherilyn, and uh, we talk real estate on our Saturday morning gardening gang. Here at Coast FM, there's St. Louis by the Easy Beats. Ten minutes before ten, Pete Little here with Cheryl and Darcy. It is the Gardening Gang. And looking forward into the uh, into the blue yonder, Sherilyn, like next week. 
Yeah. It's a long way, I know. It's only a week, but, you know, we are planning well ahead here with this program and we're Mm. taking on board some advice and also some ideas that came through from various listeners. And next week is one of those, is it not? It is. Margaret Derrick wrote to us and she said she wanted us to touch on fire-resistant and drought-resistant and maybe even flood-resistant plants. So we're going to do that, which coincides with one of our gardening heroes, Angus Stewart, and also Emma Stewart have put a book out called Future Proof Your Garden. So we'll be dipping into that and looking at the plants that are hardy so that they're, they're going to stand up to drought if it ever comes. Well, it will. You know it will. Or these really full-on deluging rains and also fire as well. So let's look at those hardy plants that you could put in your garden and just other techniques to future-proof your garden. That's all next week with The Gardening Gang right here at Coast 